Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey, hey guys, it's, um, it's Sunday night, so you know it's time for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. I'm a little late tonight because um, today was just an awesome day and it was so good it made me late tonight late doing this interview with my special guest. Um, this evening, the G&G Honors, the Women in Power Award Dinner was tonight. The Women in Power Dinner was this evening at the Flowrider Compound in Miami. Um, Diva and Shanika did their thing in honoring these magnificent women Um Oh my gosh, and there's so many women. Um, I interviewed most of them for the podcast. It'll also be on the YouTube channel. And of course, it'll be here, 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 here on the Brain Love Podcast, which has been coming, um, has been coming on since May 2020, since the pandemic. I certainly appreciate you guys. I certainly appreciate those of you who are paid subscribers and those of you who donate. Um, Anchor is who this podcast was, um, that was the platform that I created the podcast through, but Anchor is now um, Spotify. Anchor is now Spotify, so it's Spotify for podcasters, and I want to continue building my brand, building this podcast. I am not going to give up until I get a million views, a million views. I would say a million views, views on each episode, but I ain't tripping. <laughs> I ain't tripping. <laughs> hey. Yeah, so I'm just giving myself a hand clap right now. But listen, coming up soon on one of these future episodes, you're going to hear from the women who are honored tonight. Women like Farida Rajkumar, Dr. Rache Barnes, uh, Desiree Talley, Esquire, Camille Caesar, yes, Mahogany Cherry, yes, the one and only Natasha Maine, yes, let me give a hand clap for her, <laughs> hand clap, hand clap, yes, and a few other ladies, um, and of course, my podcast and interview mentor, Super Cindy, Received an award tonight. She received the Superwoman Award. So I have all of that coming up for you guys soon in, a, in an upcoming interview. I just wanted to apologize to you for being late. Now, without further ado, Pastor G. Yes, Pastor G is in the country. It's Sunday night and we are talking church. Church. <laughs> hey, 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 guys. It's Sunday night and we're back on the couch again. I'm back on the couch with Pastor G. Pastor G, welcome to my couch, Pastor. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much for having me. And Are you ready? Hello to everyone that's listening. Are you ready to take the couch, Pastor? I sure am. Is All it a right. red couch or is it a blue couch? <laughs> well, it ain't blue. If it's in my imagination, more than likely it's red. <laughs> All right now. Mm -hmm. All right. So guys, Pastor G is uh, Yuri Gibson. 
Um, we call her Pastor G, and your uh, the church refers to as Pastor G as well, correct? They sure do. All right, it's man. This is short for uh, gangster. No, let me stop. <laughs> this is short. <laughs> it's just the short for Gibson. Oh my! A name goodness. that I'm not. The name that I'm not. Oh, it's not mine. I'm borrowing the name. Um, yeah. my former name is Gibson, and it. I mean, excuse me, Champagne, and it is still Champagne because. When I was divorced, I asked back for my name, so they gave me back my name. I just haven't been using champagne. Okay. So well, but I that's, use Gibson. That's kind of interesting, Pastor Champagne. Yeah, I know. I'm like, they might think I just drank something. So that's why I'm like, let me keep the Gibson. It's more, <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's a little bit more subtle. Okay. All of me, Pastor Champagne, they're like, oh, what is that, a stripper name? Or what you just drink the bottle? What happened? Which one is it? Mm, well, so we gonna go with Pastor G. <laughs> you guys, yeah, we gonna keep it like that. She is not here to give a sermon. She is here, so we're gonna chat. We're gonna chit chat about different things. Um, she is an anointed evangelist. She is also an educator. She is a counselor as well. She's another brain love advocate, guys. If you follow her on Instagram, you will see that she is a positive, very positive person. I mean, to say she is positive is an understatement. So if you're having a bad day or you're having some challenges, if you go to her Instagram, she will definitely make you laugh, make you smile, make you feel good about yourself. And that's why I asked her to join us on the couch. She's been ordained since March 16, 2014. Oh, my God. You just had your anniversary. Yes. You liked it. You said happy anniversary. Well, you know what? I actually thought your, that anniversary was for the church, but this was for you coming into the ministry. Yes. 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 Wow. Yes. That yeah. is so yeah. special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, yes ma'am. It's nine years that I said yes. I said yes to the ring. So, so what does saying yes encompass? What does it mean? I, you know, oftentimes I hear women asking about asking other men, like, or asking men, how do I prepare, prepare myself for my marriage or to be in a union with a man or with, you know, the person I'm looking for, the man I'm looking for. You said yes to the Lord. You said yes to the ministry. Mm-hmm. What what did that look like saying yes? How did oh, you know? Wow. You know, people ask the question when they're in a relationship. How do you know it's the one? How did you know? I, I didn't know. Well, I, I let me let me back up. I kind of knew that I was supposed to be in the ministry, but not to this extent. You know, growing up in church uh, in Miami, the Assemblies of God. Once came through a white church, we, you know, did the all of the great things that we learned, v, VBS, Vacation Bible School, and all of that stuff. But then I did not want the responsibility, because that's the yes. The responsibility is the yes. I didn't want that. You know, I was an armor bearer to my pastor, and I saw how she, he prayed. You know, and uh, when I say he, she, meaning I had, I was the armor bearer to a female as well as a male. 
and I saw how they labor before God and people bash them and, you know, say all kind of ill things with their names. And I was like, oh, heck, to the na-na, to the na-na-na. I don't want that. I mean, it's good. I'll just be a tide payer and go to church. And my former, my, my pastor called me and she said, um, the Lord said it's time. This is 2013. And I said, well, you go back and tell him I ain't ready. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I don't want to gloss. I don't want to gloss over. You said you received a call and they said it's time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, time for what? She said, time for, I said, oh no, you better go back and tell him I ain't ready. And I meant that. I said, you go tell God. Since God told you I'm ready, you go tell him I ain't ready. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to be real because I'm trying to help somebody and I'm trying to give you my testimony because this is where I was at the time. And if I sound ebonically off, then that's where I was. Mm-hmm. Even though I was a school teacher, I do have my master's and I do have an EDS. Sure enough, but that doesn't stop your emotions. You know, I was telling you, I was telling her at the time where I was, I said, no, ma'am, you need to tell him I am not ready because I saw what it does. You can put everything out there and you don't get, of course, you're never going to get, whether you're a pastor or not a pastor, whatever you put out, you never get back. So, but then putting that out because you go above and beyond. You even leave your family aside to make sure the outsiders are taken care of. Making sure their mind, spirit, and body is well maintained under the gospel, the word of God. So, therefore, it's a step beyond the above, excuse me, a step beyond above and beyond. So, therefore, no, I didn't want that. But then... After I got into myself and started praying and seeking God, she came back again and she said, the Lord said, what are you going to do? And I looked around my life and I looked around my situation. I said, you know what? I'm going to do this for God. And I said, yes. In 2014, I got ordained. Hmm. You know, after going through the steps and all that good stuff. Um, cause this was 2013. So yeah, it brought me here. So I said yes to the ring. I'm meaning I'm married to the church and I'm married to, uh, the principle, uh, of, you know, the Bible. Mm-hmm. I understand no church is perfect because we are the church, the people, not the building. Um, and no one's perfect. But you can strive for perfection, to to live a life that exemplifies Christ and that others will see and want to serve what you're serving. If I was still out there tripping, I'm going to bring everyone that likes what I'm doing. So you have to live a life according to whatever example you set. So guys, we had to make a little bit of an adjustment with Pastor G's mic. So give us a second to take this quick break. Um, I have just a little bit of an ad for you, but we'll be right back with Pastor G. I just need to I need to just adjust the mic, y'all. We'll be right back. And, when I was um, in the streets, running from the police, 
-hmm. That was my life. So I lived that example. And guess what? I could, I had a lot of people following me in the life that I once lived. So, and I lived it to the best. Now that I'm in Christ, I'm going to live it to the best of my ability. So they can follow me because I'm serious in what I'm doing. Just like I was serious when I was driving from the police. Yeah. And I was just about to transition and say that prior to becoming ordained, you had a life before the ministry, you know, as, as many folks in the church will talk about, you know, I've heard pastors on a Sunday or during a special service, talk about their history and how they arrived at accepting um, the ministry in their life. Um, You have three children. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, you know, of course there was a, there was a whole life before becoming ordained. Correct. The name of your, oh, go ahead, pastor. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead on. Nope. You were about to say something. Go ahead. You wanted to, you wanted to know the, the sex of my children. Is that what you're, cause you kind of cut out a little bit. I didn't hear that part. No, no, no. I was just um, affirming and, and stating for the audience that you have three children. I um, do. A, a boy and two girls. Mm-hmm. I am a single mom. I'm a divorcee. A marriage lasted a year. <laughs> First time being wed. I'm a single mom and I'm fine. How about that? Hey, I'm, you know, I, I can't say much about that. I'm a divorcee as well <laughs> and a single mother. So I, I understand it. I get it. Yes. So uh, what, were you, what were you saying? Now? How, so how do you address the folks who, the naysayers? So the folks who are saying, for one, you and I did an Instagram live together a few weeks ago. You invited me to take your couch Mm -hmm. and we were discussing sex and relationships in the church. That was the topic. Correct. And I remember when I posted the flyer, um, it seemed to be a man. A man commented and said, we'll talk about women in the and women in ministry. And I said, what do you mean? Why, why do we need to talk about women in ministry? Women have been in ministry for a long time. So right. clearly some people still find an issue. And, and I'm not saying it was his issue. The man who commented, he may have, maybe he knows of people who take issue with women leading the church. Mm. I mean, if I can go back in Bible days, Deborah, uh, Mary, Martha, um, all these women worked, you know, some walked with Jesus, some hear from God to do. And half of the time, the Lord is using women in these days because the man is not standing in their role. Ooh, and ooh, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you ain't going to gloss over that. <laughs> Say that again, please. I said, in this time, in this season, the man is not standing in their role. So women is being used in these in these last and evil days. Um, yes, we are called. Yes, the men are called. But at some given point, they won't stand up to do what they're supposed to do. So, of course, God is going to use who's, who's available. 
Wow, you said a whole mouthful. So availability, that's what God is looking for in these last days. You know, when you become available to him, he'll use whomever. He says, I'll use whomever I choose. If we use a donkey to speak, why not use a woman to speak? We may not have the same capability as a man because our functions are different. But we have, we have conversation. We have the ability to speak. Okay. Well, um, I hope you're listening to the gentleman who made the comment. So you can share that with your male counterparts. You guys have not been staying or have not been standing in your roles. So you got passed over. Correct. It's just like a teacher. You, I'm a teacher. You're a teacher. If I tell a student to do certain thing and he's not wanting to do it, then I'm moving on to the next. You either going to go to the back of the line or you're going to break the line and sit out somewhere. That's just it. We're in the last days. God don't have time to play footsie with nobody. Hmm. Either you're in or you out. Well, guys, I don't know if that was a call to the altar, but <laughs> you either in or you're out. These are the last days. And I absolutely, you know, I've been hearing that a long time. I Me spent too. a lot of time in church and, and, and when you think about it, it is, it is still a, a part of the last days because you and I, we're not old. So when you look at how long folks in the Bible lived several mm -hmm. centuries ago, we're mm -hmm. not old. So this is a part of the last days. Obviously, none of us know when the last day will be exactly. Mm -hmm. But I have bought into the notion that, yeah, climate change and all these things, this is a part of the last days. It's, it's so true when... No one has regards for the elderly anymore. It is the last days. When you have no regards, when children doesn't have any regards for parents, it's the last days. When fathers are, and mothers are just killing their children like they're just wet rag, this is the last days. This is some critical crisis going on um, that we have to look at and say this is not normal. Because I remember coming up, we reverence the elderly. We take care of the community. The children has been looked upon as savior in the community. Now these you don't even want to live near some children because you're afraid they rob you, hurt you, push you down, or even kill you. Thanks. So, yes, the last days. We don't know the number of time that we have here left. But as you said, the climate, the climate of uh, our finances, the climate in the weather system, the climate in our household, the climate in which we greet people and talk to people, how people treat us along the way. Yes, I remember when a community used to raise the children. I remember when we didn't look at color. Now, everything is color. We would drink out the same cup. 
whether you white or black, whether you're Haitian or American, whether you're Bahamian or Jamaican. We drank the same straw. Ooh, don't give me the cooties. I'm not. You still can have some. <laughs> but, but now it's different. So on, on the church's website, the church, by the way, guys, because I, I didn't say the name of the church. It's God's Redeeming Temple. G-R-T. God's Redeeming That's Temple. Right. And although 305 is in your heart and will always be, you are not in the 305. You're in Georgia. Right. On the website, it states that you have been delivered from a place of hurt, abuse, and negativity. Correct. That's right. Were you delivered from those things prior to joining the ministry? Or would you say total deliverance came after you became an ordained minister? Um, I think I could say total because you keep repeating a cycle that you're not delivered from. Mm -hmm. When people say they're no longer in that space, I'm done with this person. Are you truly done? Because you tend to pick up the same behavior, but different shoe prints or different person playing the game. So I was still, even though I, um, even though I may not be, uh, even though the relationship that I was in never put their hands on me, but I was still in an abusive relationship. Because if you have to call me a bitch, excuse my French, all the parishioners, I'm just speaking. Um, my, 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 my testimony, if you have to be, if, you, if you're called a B-I-T-C-H out of your name, then you're still in an abusive space. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much to abuse other than physical, you know. Exactly. That emotional, so verbal. You, it, that's it. And I've experienced all of the above, all three sectors of it. So... Yes, the total man was renewed in the space of me growing in this place called stewardship before God. Prior to, I was struggling in areas. You want acceptance, you want to be loved, you want to feel like you're wanted. So, yeah. So guys, you're listening to Pastor G. She is a former educator. Thank you, by the way, for your service to our children in our schools, because that is a big deal. Thank you. Especially this day and age. She is, mm -hmm. she is she is very educated. Um, and by that I mean she has earned multiple degrees. You heard her in the beginning mention her master's. She has a Bachelor of Science in Criminal Justice, a Master's in Education Counseling, and an Education Specialist degree. It ain't easy to pass some of these tests and some of these certifications. <laughs> you know, I know folks who have struggled to pass that teaching certification, so it's not an easy feat. And outside of her academic accomplish accomplishments, she has, you just got received an award a couple of weeks ago. You went to Alabama for an award. Correct. Tell the folks, ma'am. Um, Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award for humanitarian humanitarian work. 
Wow. Yeah, signed by none other than, you know, Trump calls him Sleepy Joe, but that's still my man, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Congratulations to you. Big congrats on that. Thank you. You know, oftentimes I think people take for granted in thinking that because someone is a part of the clergy or they're in the ministry or they're ordained, that they embrace the total concept of of philanthropy. And I I don't think that's true. Because I've had my own uh, personal um, interactions and dealings with other folks of the clergy who are ordained and and everyone is not um, wholeheartedly about giving. Mm. Some folks want to receive a whole lot. They want to receive, um, you know, 10 times the amount of the offerings they collected at the morning service. They want 10. Mm. And, and that's okay. Keep it right there. You know? Keep it right there. Yeah, keep it right there. I, I understand you know, like, it. Like Luther says, keep it right there, girl. No, no, no. Keep it right there. Keep it right there. Yeah. Yes. Or right the building there. fund you claim oh. we're collecting money for for five years and ain't no building come yet and you left and gone and the money went with you. Keep it right there. Keep it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to say? It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. All right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the skepticism <laughs> is is justified. Uh, I don't know why. I really don't know why, because people are hurting behind those things. And you sending people far away from a place where they should be delivered to. Exactly. You know, if you want to prostitute the people, you just need to go down on 79th Street and do the prostitution. But don't prostitute the people that comes with less than. When a person comes to the church, they're not coming because they are... I mean, some may be well off, you know, but and uh, and broken at the same time with the well off, you know, but some are coming without anything. They've they've ran and left everything because this is this is their last and they're coming. I'm going to tell you the story. I had fifty thousand dollars. This was two thousand and three. I was going to a church in Miami. Mm hmm. I told a friend that my children's father at the time gave me 50 grand to purchase a home. And and I, I believe it to this day, but if I'm wrong, Lord, I ask you to forgive me publicly. I am. I did share with my friend, my girlfriend, and she said, wow. I said, well, it's to purchase a home. The pastor said one Easter or the week Easter before the is some in the, before the Easter, and she said somebody in here has fifty thousand dollars. Is what the woman said now, <laughs> and the Lord said, "You hearing me?" And the Lord said, "You got to you know give your ten percent." I looked around and said, "Who else got fifty grand?" I wasn't where I what was at today, so. I'm I'm looking around to see you and but then I I'm not gonna say something because I know the who the Holy Spirit is. Mm-hmm. So I believe he, you know, feeling how I felt that this woman told her sister 
in conversation and the sister is a minister and um, um, an assistant to the pastor. You understand? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm figuring this is how it translated, not to put me on blast to get money, but it went that way. So I, I went after church and I told her, I said, pastor, I'm the one with the 50 grand. Cause nobody came up, nobody came up. Cause so I went up there and she says, um, where did you get it? And I, I shared it with her, how I got it. And she says, you know, you have to give your tip, but I'm, but see, I didn't understand certain things. Mm-hmm. And I went home and I took $5,000 out of the 50 grand. Mm-hmm. I didn't earn it. So it wasn't my money to give. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You understand? I could have given an offering from it, but it still wasn't even my money to give in that manner because the person that earned it gave it to me to purchase a home for me and my children. But I took it and gave it into the church. Tease, tease the that out. Says, Te- Pastor, tease that out for the folks who it went over their head. Tithes, you don't tithe on everything that you receive. Something, some, some money we earn because we work for it and there's other money Correct. that's gifted to us. That's it. You don't tie it on that. That ain't nothing got nothing to do with your earnings. Okay. So I didn't earn 50 grand because I didn't go nowhere to work it. It was given to me. It would have been something of a kind gesture to give a, 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 a offering from it. You understand? But not in the, in the sense of $5,000. Mm-hmm. I could have given a $500. I could have given $200. I could have given $50. Whatever my little heart placed me to do, I could have done it. You understand? But because I didn't understand the concept in the area of, you know, it's just earnings as opposed to you getting this big lump sum of money. So it was taking advantage of me. So I gave the money. All hell broke loose after that, honey. My children's father came looking for me for that 50 grand. And then some, I was scared out of my rabbit mind. I had, I ended up giving it all back the the 45,000, which he wasn't pleased. He said I was in an occult church and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, but at the same time, the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and that I call according to his purpose. When my son was 17, he almost lost his life. So in that sense, I say, God, I know I was, you said you watch over babes and fools. And at the time I was foolish what I did, but he used that same church to come and help me pray my son through. My son had 72 hours to live. He was on life support. He was 17 at Miramar High School. Mm -hmm. I was 30 something years old. And the Lord said, he's not on to debt. Get up from here. I went on a fast. The doctor said, the neurologist says, 72 hours my son had to live 72 hours I said Lord you can't take my only son and he's only 17 he was at Joe DiMaggio in Hollywood Florida he was airlifted there because he fell off his bike motorcycle Mm -hmm. his father buy him all these gadgets and one of them what didn't work in his faith so we were at the hospital and watched the helicopter coming in. And when the neurologist told me he only had that much of time to live, I put my plate down and began to fast. And today my son made me a grandmother. My son graduated, went off to school in Atlanta. And 
he now works for the city of Miami. Congratulations. Thank you. So prayer changes things. So what the enemy meant for harm, God turned it around and be a blessing. Even though I didn't have, I didn't get the house through my children's father. I gave back the money. But I'm trying to tell y'all people, don't allow the ministries to prostitute you all. You seek God and what you're supposed to give. And if you do work, yes, 10% is from your earnings. Mm -hmm. But don't allow anyone to tell you about a $100 line or a $5,000 line or a $1,000 line because ain't nothing like that in the book. This is man-made up stuff. If they just be honest and say, look, my wife and I are in a bind. And we didn't budget our, our finances and we asking the church to be a blessing, then I believe they will get that and beyond because of honesty. Mm-hmm. But when you come prostituting and lying to the people and drying them and they can't pay their lights, water, telephone, cell phone, and their life and et cetera, et cetera, that doesn't look good on the church. And then all church is classed and such. But baby, GRT ain't with that mess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you that you said it, that you plainly stated it, because um, I think a significant amount of, of people get taken advantage of um, by by some of the folks in some of these churches. Um, I believe so. Then they prey on their emotions. They prey on their emotions. Two buckets, two buckets. What? Okay. It used to be back in the days when I was a kid, they used to have like the cloth with the two um, handles with the wooden handles and you pass it along, you know, along the, along with the, the, uh, the envelopes. Mm -hmm. But now you go to these churches and you have these big gallon buckets. Might as well. They just make it gallon buckets. Mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. people are going to pay their bills and then they go home and then they struggle this is not what god this is not the principle of god that's not how the blessings flow yeah the blessings flows from the head which is the pastor or whichever you know may female male or whomever is up there and whatever is on the pastor should trickle down into the body And if the body is not being sufficient enough from the head, something is wrong. Because I shouldn't have come to church and pay my tithes and can't pay my light bill. Exactly. And then when I go seek to pay my light bill through some assistant program from the church, they're telling me I only can pay one time for you. But I pay my tithes every Sunday or every two weeks. Right. Why couldn't you not help me to, to stand again so I could be a better woman the next time around to be a blessing to the ministry even the more? But when you shun me, I'm leaving to go somewhere else and maybe I'm never going back to a church building or anybody's church. So I'm going to now take myself back to the streets and let the streets love me like they loved me once before and then they can hurt me too. And when they hurt me, I'm never going nowhere but taking my life or just live life until I end up somewhere else. Mm. Why, why, why do the church do these things? Because of greed. 
Yeah. And I'm not saying that all churches is like that. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm not trying to label all churches like that, but for the majority of them, these big mega churches, these little churches, some of these churches need to be baptized again. <laughs> they do. They need the fire of the Holy Ghost to take a hold of them. I'm not saying that you should live in Harper and be broke and all these kind of stuff. But if you're going to take the people's money, make sufficient enough for them too, so they can have too. Mm -hmm. I believe in reaping and sowing. I believe in that. Retroprocity, I believe in that. But if you're not teaching them that in the lower level, then guess what? They're going to continue to struggle and they can continue to live a poverty life because their mentality is still in the poverty space. But it comes with teaching. I can't keep depleting you every Sunday and you're not telling me anything else of. And when I try to reach you, you give me to the deacon and the deaconess. I don't need to talk to them. I need to talk to pastor. I tell everybody, you DM me, you're going to be able to talk to me. And I know my ministry, when it grows, it's going to be a little bit hard for me to speak to everybody. But I want to be able to touch souls. When, I, when you walk out my church, I want to be able to greet you, going and coming. Because people come to church for comfort. They come to church for assurance. They come to church to say, God, I need someone to stand with me. And if this is the woman or man that you have shepherding me, I'm, I'm so happy that him or her are standing with me. Not finishing your sermon and be whiffed away somewhere in some other room and not be seen no more. You ain't that, you ain't that mighty baby. Mm, you just put a whole lot of mofos on notice, Pastor. <laughs> you ain't that mighty. Who are you? Right. Yeah. Oh, Pastor G, you're supposed to cover your brothers. I sure did. Mm -hmm. I covered them, them a while ago. I did. I'm trying to let them know that you don't do that. You don't hurt people to get ahead. You wow. help people. The gems, the gems. That. Girl, they, go, they, they, they don't like me anyway, so it doesn't matter. This interview is fine. Yes. I'm too vocal for the for the church house. Well, you I know, I think, I think this day and age, you're what people are looking for. The, the, the churches have lost a lot of folks because yeah. of the things that we've just spoken about for the last 10 or 15 minutes. Membership has declined. A lot of folks are choosing now, too, to watch from home, to watch virtually. COVID taught us that. Yeah, it's sad. It really is. So I, I just had. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead, Pastor. I just had Black Chana at my church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, Pastor G. You're so real. Her driver said the same thing to me because they, I don't know if she has, but he has been to church where it's just so flaky. Mm -hmm. 
people is looking for honesty, especially when you come from the streets. Anywhere, but those that been in the streets, they're looking for honesty. Mm -hmm. They're looking for transparency. I believe as a pastor, I'm speaking for myself, but I also can throw a bone out to some to, to, you know, to make it seem like all the pastors should. And I think all pastors, even myself, we ought to be transparent to the body of Christ. If there is an issue with you as a woman or a man of God carrying the gospel, and you're about to take 7,000 people down to hell with you, you need to tell them, look, I'm still on drugs. Look, I'm still hoeing. Look, I'm still lying. Look, I'm still... um." having extramarital affairs i'm not trying to diminish the congregation so i'm going to sit my black behind down somewhere so i don't take you all down to hell with me but you stand up there steady 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 extramarital lifestyle steady conniving steady cheating steady doing things mm -hmm. just because you want the platform and you want the fame and the glory that comes with it and then you're hurting the body that's sitting there Hmm. Guys, well, today is Sunday night, so I, I think it was good and proper that we had a pastor on tonight and um, you guys, you just went to church again. I don't know if you went to church this morning, but <laughs> pastor just gave us a, a brief sermon and a lesson here. There's an important lesson here, and that lesson echoes what you teach online consistently on social media. And that's a lesson of love a lesson of love, a lesson of kindness, a, les a lesson of positivity. And what's so special about it is you don't have to explicitly state it. It comes through in what you're saying. You don't have to be explicit in saying it. We, we feel it. We get it. So, Pastor G, we do have to wrap it up. Um, All righty. I feel we, I, you and I accomplished what I wanted to convey. March is Women's History Month. And you were the last woman on the couch for the month of March. That is, obviously, there will be more women in the future on the couch with me. Tell folks how they can follow you on social media, please. Um, what's the Instagram page for the church and all those things and to support your mission? All right, y'all. My name is yori gibson pastor g that's what i go by you can find me on the social media platform uh grt church sc grt church sc that's me and i have placed her link in the verbiage for this episode description um, so follow her, follow the church, Pastor Gibson ministers, the five fold ministries to the three dimensions of humanity, which are spirit, soul, and body, spirit, soul, and body. So yes. follow her if you want to make a change in your life. Um, if you, and, and they can become virtual members, correct, Pastor? They can tie to yes, you virtual. Can. Yes, they can. And I'll be down in Miami on April 17 for 16, 16 excuse me 16 mm -hmm. for praise in the park in oak grove um on 6th avenue and 159th street 
And tell them what is Praise in the Park? What can they expect by being there? Praise in the Park is church in the park. Come as you are. You can come with your booty shorts, but not too booty-ish. But <laughs> you can come because we've got children in the park as well. Just come as you are, bring your heart, bring your brokenness, bring your joy, bring whatever you're going through at that moment. Um, you're going to get some music and get the word and you're going to get some food at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're fellowshipping, you're laughing, you're, you're speaking, you get to, you get to hug Pastor G and take pictures. I, I'm not the stuffy pastor. You get to laugh and I get to laugh with you too. How about that? Yes, I love it. I'm planning to attend guys. So if you're listening and we've never met in person, come to church. Is it church in the park? Praise in Praise the park. In the, my bad. Praise <laughs> Pip. Pip. Praise in the park. <laughs> yes. On park. April 16th. Oak right. Grove Park. Look it up. Oak Grove Park. Yes, ma'am. It's on we 6th should. Avenue and 159th Street, Miami. Pastor G, thank you for being here. Before we get out of here, say brain love. Brain love. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, it's Dr. Delvina. And I just wanted to tell you about the ways to follow me. So if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know what platform you're on, but I'm on all of the podcast platforms, Google, Apple, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and you can also follow me on my social media for those of you who found me through your podcast platform and not on social media. Some people have been following me on Instagram or Facebook, and that's how they learned about the podcast. But for those of you who learned about my podcast first, please feel free to follow me on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, I'm Dr. Delvina. The doctor is abbreviated as DR, and there's no period, so it's DR Delvina, which is spelled D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A. And let's see, I have a website. I mentioned before that the website was under construction, but the website is up and good to go. It is Dr. Delvina Help. So again, the DR is abbreviated DR. D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, help, H-E-L-P, as in Papa, dot com, com. So please go to my website, take a look, peruse the site, and see what's going on there. And uh, I'm also, let's see, where else am I? I'm in SoundCloud as well, but I'm not as active on SoundCloud as I am with my um, with my podcast. You know, this podcast has been up since May 2020 during the pandemic. And um, I just love talking about the brain and helping to educate people about their mental health and wellness. So please spread the word. Tell a neighbor, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a loved one, tell a significant other, tell your ex. If there's something I've t- I touched on that really that you identify with and you want to share it with someone, share it, please. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. 
reframe, reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. Thank you.